0: Welcome to the podcast, my name is Max. I'm Ben.
1: And I'm May, and we were had. (laughs) Come on down. (laughs) Can you believe it? (laughs) There are twists
0: and there are turns.
1: Defleshed is a standard
2: death. Oh, that's fun. We were had. We were.
1: Okay, so today we are talking about near-death experiences. So when people flatline for a little bit, come back to life and they say they have these profound experiences, is that real or is that a bunch of bullshit?
0: Yeah, it's interesting that because I always thought near-death experiences were like a scaffolding fell and it almost hit me. You know what I mean? I mean, Uh, I guess
1: technically that- They're both near-death,
0: but this is much nearer to death.
1: Right, what I mean by an NDE is what a bunch of sources refer to it as, is basically um, when people, like actually flatline and come back legally whether, dead legally dead their heart stopped yes spooky yes um so ndes have been recorded since ancient times actually Ta-da. yeah pretty cool hmm. and the oldest known medical reports so there's two different sides like the ancient was all religious mm-hmm. and medical report of near death experiences was written by some french dude Wait, and was uh, it
0: pierre jean du uh, ma
1: how do you know oh, yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, who was an 18th century French military doctor who described cases in his book, Anecdote de medicine.
2: <laughs> Um <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful Italian pronunciation. <laughs> this classic French. de <laughs> I'm
1: doing French in an Italian accent. Um, cool. So, in the 19th century, a few studies moved beyond individual cases. A privately done study by the Mormons. So it's like accepted oh. by a lot of religions, basically. Mm. And also one in Switzerland. And as of 2005, I don't know why it sourced that year specifically, but 95% of wor- world cultures are known to have made some mention of near-death experiences. Wonder what
2: that 5% is.
0: That yeah. have never had it. The ones like which of the cultures? Yeah, yeah. probably the fucking Dutch.
1: Yeah, and they're too practical.
0: Yeah, well, no. well they weren't dead if they're still alive. Idiots. Douchebags.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> have I <laughs> been <on> here? <laughs> uh, um, shouldn't have asked
0: the
2: question?
1: <laughs> all right. Cool. So I'm going to get into some specific examples of people that have had near-death experiences and essentially claim to go cross over into a different dimension and then come back.
0: Okay. Was it? So are they all along the lines of this?
1: Yeah. There's like a bunch of different ones and they, I mean, they have different experiences when they cross over to quote unquote the other side, but Mm -hmm. um, some of them are like inexplicable about how they would know things that were going on in the room when their brain was legally dead.
0: So like they described like them watching the room or like looking in the room? Oh, that's spooky. Mm -hmm. Did any of them go to like a hell type situation?
1: Yes.
2: Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. (laughs) Right. uh, So what I was wondering, okay, so I guess it's two things, right? So one thing is that. How are they dead, but also kind of alive? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, like, do we have any answers about the afterlife from this, uh, not purgatory, from this, like, semi-dead state? Right. Okay. And also,
1: like, can your consciousness live outside of your body? Wow. Yeah.
2: So are we calling that, I guess,
0: the soul?
1: The soul, yeah. We took DMT before this episode, so we can really get into it. Yeah, we did.
2: (laughs) Open your mind, bro. Are you talking about yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Ben? Is the last person who would ever do DMT?
2: That's probably true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mike.
1: Mike. Mike. Yeah. Mike yeah. would yeah. never do DMT.
2: That's a toss-up between the two. We yeah.
1: could go. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have fun. Yeah. Actually, probably shit and barf everywhere, and it'd be horrible.
0: Oh, that does sound terrible. Terrible. I don't want anything that's going to make me poo or, or throw up. <laughs> no. You guys are
1: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to get some examples of uh, real people that have had an NDE. So Anita Moore Johnny was diagnosed with lymphoma in 2002. In 2006, she fell into a coma from -hmm. which she later awoke, and she described what happened to her after she fell into the coma as though she were above her body. She said it was like she had a 360-degree peripheral vision of the whole area around, but not just in the room where her body was in, but beyond the room. So, like, time and space didn't really have any parameters cool yeah nice um here she said she met her father who had previously passed away he said that i've gone as far as i can and i and if i go any further i won't be able to turn back but it felt um but i felt i didn't want to turn back because it was really beautiful, she says. Um, It was just incredible because for the first time, all the pain had gone. All the discomfort had gone. All this fear was gone. It felt incredible, which is a running theme. A lot of people say that. Um, And I felt as though I was enveloped in this feeling of just love, unconditional love. Um, so after she awoke, she said within four days, my tumor shrunk by 70%. And I kept telling everybody that I know I'm going to be okay. I know it's not my time to die. But my question with that, and there was no follow-up. I'm like, okay, but did your tumor shrink because right, of medical just, intervention?
0: Yeah. Did the, or was it her dad?
1: Yeah. Like, what is she getting at here?
0: She went to another plane or what are we, what are we calling this? Like a different dimension?
1: Yeah, basically.
2: It's almost a little like uh, soul right? Was that the yeah. recent animated movie that you're in some sort of uh, like deciding place?
1: Sort of, yeah. I guess like limbo.
2: Some limbo thing. Yeah. Uh, Purgatory. Purgatory. Show lost. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: You go to an island.
2: You go to an island. Mm. Yeah, the thing that was weird to me about the tumors one was that it's she said that her tumor shrunk by 70. Did the doctor nope. concur? <laughs> or She, well, she, she died know. the next day of, yeah.
1: <laughs> of lymphoma, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, no, I don't know. But yeah, so that's Anita Murjani. She okay. sounds like kind of a fame horror, honestly. She's in, a, but she's in a lot of like interviews and stuff. I'm like, all right, all right. You were in fucking coma. You had a weird thing. Like, well, that's this your whole personality. Like, is that
0: near dead? Like she was brain dead or in a coma?
1: See, that's a different one. The other ones that I'll talk about were actually brain dead. Okay. Like there was no activity happening in the brain. Mm-hmm. The brain was dead.
2: Yeah, coma, I'm not as Coma, impressed. I'm
1: like, yeah, get over yourself.
2: Yeah. Coma, because
0: coma, 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 coma. alien. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't they always talk about like hearing people anyway when they're in comas and shit?
1: Yeah, people say that, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. All
0: right.
2: Next.
1: Next. Okay, Ernest Hemingway had oh, a near-death experience. Author
0: and blackout drunk.
1: Yes, yes. So he, he had a near-death experience during the First World War. He referenced it in a letter he wrote to his family while he was... Um, convalescing in Milan from a shrapnel wound. It's a badass sentence. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) In October 1918, the letter included this tidbit who said, all the heroes are dead. All the real heroes are the patients. Dying is a very simple thing. I've looked at death and I really know so they were like, okay, what the hell That's a bit much. is that fucking thing? So then uh, later he described to a friend exactly what he meant by that and what he experienced. So basically um, this Austrian trench motor bomb um, of the type that used to be called Ash Cans exploded in the darkness and then he died and he felt his soul or something coming right out of his body, like he'd pull a silk handkerchief out of a pocket by one corner. It flew around and then it came back it. and
2: it's went a like to the water. I was cool. gonna That's say a the analogy's great
0: Jesus, I could I could feel and see that happen. Mm.
1: Yeah, so basically in this case, also, I feel like he lost consciousness and then came back to consciousness. So I'm like not impressed again.
2: I'm also pretty sure that while he was sick after or while he was hurt after World War One, he fell in love with one of the nurses. I think that was in the documentary. Really? And then she like screwed him over or something. There's some good stuff there. But what had he been drinking excessively at this point? I'm probably like, not yet. Because he's really young after World War when he fights. Yeah. Hemingway
0: was the one that used to get into fist fights all the time, too. Yeah, right? no, no, you're thinking of the right guy. Okay. I'm just saying he's-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, I'm just
0: saying, like, I don't know if he got into, like, any
2: Italian opium or anything. Probably. It's <laughs> yeah. wait if Hemingway we
0: constantly look at Ben for confirmation
2: of things that he would have no way of ever knowing about We're just like, Italian opium <laughs> first discovered and um, he uh, I don't know about other drugs that he used that he used famous drunk yeah famous yeah that's all you
0: need really as far as I'm concerned it's pretty cool to be famous for famously how, drunk in addition to how famous he was
2: for writing and doing amazing things yes
1: yeah yeah what's yeah. cooler writing or being drunk
2: they usually go hand in hand. Yeah, they do. That's True. Or uh, well, the Venn diagram: writers tend to be alcoholics. Not all mm. alcoholics are writers. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Not published authors, but I give you any. Give any drunk a pen, I. He's putting a story to paper. I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, please continue.
1: All right, so next example is this woman named Veronica Ulrike Barthel.
0: So, are these aren't all Americans? Then I'm guessing based off some of these names. No. Okay.
1: Um, so, in 1981, while she was driving, she had an out-of-body experience and saw herself sitting in her car holding the steering wheel with burned hands. Um, after a journey through a tunnel, she said she stood in front of a gate. So, she got in a car accident, basically. This is um,
2: she was struck by lightning.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, where did struck it? Struck by
2: that? lightning while she was driving. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She was struck yeah.
1: by lightning. Okay. So, then she... So <laughs> so then did she, the burned hands come in the situation? Yeah. <laughs> so, she had this out-of-body experience. She saw herself... With her burned hands, and um, she went through a tunnel. And a lot of people describe tunnels as well. That's like a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said she stood in front of a gate that read "Welcome to Hell" on it. Ooh. And she was brought to a waiting room. Jesus
0: Christ! And this is comical.
1: This is funny. So she said uh, she could also see many people suffering and torment. She said how she said, however, that um, she met Jesus or some other nice guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I put that in there because I'm like, how do you know it's Jesus? Maybe oh, it's just oh I nice thought guy. she
2: said like, yeah. okay, Jesus or like, one of those nice yeah, guys. Yeah, it was just yeah, nice. It was just and I nice just figured I was in a tunnel, probably Jesus.
1: While she was there and he sent her back to her body. When she came back into the physical world, um, people that were trying to help her heard her screaming, I was dead and I was in hell over and over and over was and over again. Was she famously a bad person? I don't know. I didn't really look that... Into uh, that. It's interesting. she was 22 at the time so probably
0: uh, let me tell you something me at 22 is getting welcome to hell sign let me tell you that oh uh, yeah interesting that you entered the world in a tunnel and also it seems like you exit the world through a tunnel
1: yeah
2: because you enter through the vaginal canal the,
1: uh, yeah your vaginal canal oh yes. I was
2: a C-section you're going baby. towards a light were you I was yeah. yeah wow no tunnel for me took the bridge that explains so much yeah uh, <laughs> took the bridge <laughs> <money>. thanks man <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right next
1: all right so this next one a woman named Priscilla McGill
0: so it seems like this is three out of four so far have been women is it mostly women
1: no okay um pretty 50-50 <laughs>
0: pretty 50-50 okay
2: <laughs> mostly young though uh, is that I, I don't really know about who's the first no. example not their time yet
1: yeah y- two or three were young anyway.
2: yeah yeah all right we're, we're
0: just trying to we got a small sample size need I need a pattern I need a pattern yeah <laughs> Listen, we're trained detectives. We're trying to make connections. Yes. <laughs>
1: Professional <laughs> detectives. Yes, thank you. Some might say. So uh, the night, one night in March 2017, so pretty Uh-oh. recently, okay. Priscilla McGill walked to buy cigarettes and a soda, which is very like 1970s of her, by yeah. the way. But anyway, she was crossing the street. She dropped her cigarettes in the road. She bent down, grabbed them, and that's the last thing that oh. she recalls before getting hit by a vehicle.
2: Oh man, so that sucks. I could see
1: it. Um, She was taken to UT Medical Center, she said, with crushed knees, broken ribs, injuries to her hip, her femur, internal injuries, multiple cuts. Um, She spent months in the hospital during which she coded, meaning there's no brain activity, um, lost consciousness when her heart stopped beating seven times. Um, so McGill recalls vivid experiences during these times in which she saw people she knew, including her mother, as well as fields, bright flowers, which is a common, a lot of people say that flowers, flowers. Yeah. Lavish settings and a heavenly mother figure who told her that she couldn't stay. So that's another theme is that there's some like figure telling people like this isn't your place. Go back that, Mm
2: -hmm. uh, God is a woman. Ariana Grande was right. Wow. It also is interesting to me that some people imagine hell, some people imagine heaven, which I assume is just their opinion of themselves.
1: Definitely. Uh, yeah. I like how
2: you're already going to imaginations and you don't already believe that there's any credence to this actually happening. Maybe I believe that you that there is a heaven and hell and you choose which one you go to subconsciously. Oh, how about that? Yeah.
0: Oh, so deep down, you know where you belong afterwards. That's Jeez. what I'm saying. That's a tough conversation I have to have with myself. Let me tell you that. Oof. I like to believe heaven.
1: I don't do anything that bad to people.
0: That's, I can make an argument against that.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have a schmishmorsion. <laughs> i
2: give you guys heaven.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> <frick>. I <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Wait, I didn't. What? Even, she had a, a
2: she goes, <laughs> I did have a <laughs> <shmush-morshion>. <laughs> oh, oh.
1: So, if we're going by people that have and have yeah, not murdered people, if we're uh, counting
0: <laughs> murders towards your lifetime, I only
1: of, have one. That's one. Okay.
0: What did you do?
2: You actually killed a guy. I actually, yeah. <laughs> I, I did the I, 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 I abortion.
1: We're just kidding, viewers. This is, this is a bit. So, uh, all right. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then basically the figure said she would have to go back to the living. So she went punishment. back. Yeah. That's what all oh, this, can
0: I, uh, not to kind of totally derail us, but that's what I don't fucking, why are we here? If the next life is so enjoyable, it's flowers, it's just this, but better. And why send her back? Oh, you think she was like disappointed or something? No, no, but that's what I'm saying is like, mm. what the fuck are we doing here? If there's a eternal sunshine and,
2: and roses on the other side? Well, there? that's why religion can get you to do some crazy things, like murder, like murder. Yeah, yeah. right. But because. that's but
0: that's what I'm saying is like,
2: it's like, then what is this trial area bullshit that's going on here? Mm. But I think the exactly, I think the question that you're asking is something that religious people. It's, it's, tough it's how it's, it's how tough you can to answer yeah. because. The, the what is what do they tell you you're here for? Well, I'm just saying, like if I were some fighter in the Crusades, yeah, and I bought that there's a heaven, I would be like, all right, well, I'll fight for the Crusades, oh, I I'll guess risk my life. That's
0: why they yeah. dig fucking deeper and they become missionaries because they're here to tell other people to also drink the fucking Kool Aid. Crazy. We'll see. Cut my throat. Let's see what happens. Real. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hell, definitely hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evil laugh, I apologize. Yeah, you just... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that is not the laugh <laughs> of someone that going that, to the city of not heaven. That's heaven-goer's <laughs> laugh, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> All right, next case. A woman named Pam Reynolds, who's actually a singer-songwriter. Get out! Yeah. So, in 19... 19- uh,
0: yeah.
1: Okay. Yep. So, uh, okay, so sh- she... Uh, in August of 1991, she was in Virginia Beach with her husband, um, and they were promoting a new record. And she, oh,
2: she's like, okay, yeah, she's like, got, she's got like it. actually yeah.
1: singing and stuff. And she, also, she wrote for a bunch of like, like Hall and oats type people or something. Damn. She, yeah, she's like big time. Hall and oats. Both of them, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: impressive. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough to get both. <laughs> it's tough to get both. Their solo careers were so, <laughs> so
1: good. So she was promoting her new record, and she inexplicably forgot how to talk, mm. which is really weird. So an MRI revealed an aneurysm in her brain stem, oh, and it was wow. already leaking, which was basically like a ticking time bomb. So her doctor in Atlanta said her best hope was a young brain surgeon at some neurological institute in arizona named robert speltzer so the the aneurysm was large what's your which,
0: favorite kind of speltzer
2: um
1: <laughs> pample was pample moose pample moose
2: yeah. yeah. dry i think you're a candidate you are a, he's mm-hmm. a candidate driver through, through and through i like that
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah i like a spin drift.
0: Oh, oh okay. that's the Cadillac of, uh, mm-hmm. of speltzers. Let me tell you. It's so also like
1: 20 calories a can. No, it is. calories isn't it? I swear that's to why God. That's it's
0: better. I <laughs> had like
1: 10 one day and I was like, oh my God, I had like 200 calories in um, spit yeah, <laughs> <seltzer. laughs>
0: like I One big fuck? bubble.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy.
0: That's fun. Please continue.
1: So anyway, so the doctor Spetz- Spetzler says that the aneurysm was very large and it meant the risk of rupture. Um, it was also on a location where the only, where where the only way to really give her the best odds of fixing it required what we call a cardiac standstill. So it's a daring operation, which is chilling her body, draining her blood out of her head, like an oil from a car engine. I don't know why they have to describe it like that. Snipping the aneurysm. Imagine
2: that conversation where (laughs) the doctor's like, listen, here's what we're going to do. Listen, We're going to change your oil. I'm bringing
1: in a mechanic. We're going to rotate the tires.
2: Treat you like a car.
0: (laughs) There's some trouble under that hood, and we're going to have to go ahead and end there.
1: And then they bring her back from the edge of death.
0: This sounds like a sci-fi. That movie. sounds yeah. like a true sci-fi thing. That's Isn't a that crazy? a sci-fi procedure. Especially
1: in, like, 1991. I know that wasn't that long ago, but still, like, did they know anything back then?
0: Yeah, way no. back in the 90s?
1: By way back in the 90s when I was born. <laughs> 91's when you were born,
0: no? 90. 90. We mm. were 1990. Great mm. year. Great year. Cool. All right.
1: All right. I don't so, understand
0: that she agreed to this. That's great. Otherwise, I mean, uh, also, I agree to this sur- surgery because it's like certain death or most likely death. Right. She had no choice. Yeah, yeah no choice. exactly.
2: Yeah. It's not like she had the common yeah.
0: cold and they were like, oh, let's do Here's this. what we're yeah. going to do. You got the cold. We're going to drain your head. <laughs>
1: So the operation began and the surgeons taped Reynolds' eyes shut and put molded speakers in her ears. The ear speakers, which made clicking sounds as loud as a jet plane taking off, allowed the surgeons to measure her um, brain stem activity and let them know when they could drain her blood. Mm. So she says, I was lying there on a gurney, minding my own business, seriously unconscious when I started to hear a noise. It was a natural D, I guess like, Chord. Uh, um, Singer
2: songwriter. We yeah. got it. Oh <laughs> God. And yeah. as the sound E-Flood. Yeah. <laughs> In case you guys don't know, that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> and as the sound continued, I don't know how to explain this other than just go ahead and say it. I popped up out of the top of my head. So her soul and her mind is mm. leaving her head. Ooh, it was a natural D. This is She says that she found herself looking down at the operating table. She says that she could see 20 people around the table and hear what sounded like a dentist drill. She looked at the instrument in the surgeon's hand. Um, She said it was an odd looking thing. It looked like the handle of my electric toothbrush. So um, she also observed the Midas Rex bone saw, yikes, that surgeons use to cut open her head and drill the bits and the case, um, which looked like the one where her, kept socket wrenches and then she noticed um a surgeon at her left groin what was he doing so there?
2: apparently
1: Pervert? like something with their arteries they have to go through the legs i don't really know science shit Humor? whatever wait
2: why did her dad own a surgeon's knife that they cut through brains he I didn't mean, it, looked he like, it looked like it looked like how
1: he the place where he kept his tools oh, to okay. her
2: ah, i see okay
1: yeah, yeah. um She said she heard a female voice say her arteries are too small, and Dr. Speltzer (laughs) said use the other side. So apparently, like, you have to go through something to do with your arteries and then get to them through your leg. I don't know what the fuck.
0: Listen, I believe you.
1: Whatever. So (laughs) soon after, the surgeons began to lower her body temperature to 60 degrees, and it was about that time Reynolds believed she noticed a tunnel and a bright light. She eventually flatlined completely, and the surgeons drained the blood out of her head. So during her near-death experience, she said she chatted with her dead grandma and uncle, who escorted her back into the operating room. She says they looked as they looked down at her body. She could hear the Eagle song "Hotel California" playing in the operating room hmm. um, as the doctors Were restarted they her it? heart. Yeah. Oh
0: my God. Well, that's interesting.
1: Um, I I also
0: like just ask what is uh, when she goes back, are grandma and uncle just hanging out over there.
1: So I guess so. Yeah, they're just chilling.
0: Astral hmm. plane, just kind of like when she's not there, they just twiddling
2: thumbs.
1: Well, they're probably hanging out with their own aunts and uncles, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> Sounds a little boring. So wait, ha- Hotel California right. was actually playing <laughs> in the OR? Yeah. Interesting. OR, okay. o- great. Mm. That's, uh, his it, parents are doctors. Uh, my parents are yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> o- operating room. The operating room. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um. <laughs> That is – and that's a real thing. My dad, like, he says his residents, like, make playlists yeah. when he's operating. Right, exactly. Which makes sense, but at the same time, it's weird that it's, like, you, yeah. you know, it's as if you're exercising or –
1: Right, you're right. Draining someone's, you're
2: draining someone's head. You're draining someone's head. You're like, when do you want I'd eagles? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can
1: you guys focus here? Like, like
2: Desperate.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <What? laughs> I think it would be harder to focus in dead silence or, like, if, yeah, like that's it's probably true. easier – to get all, you're, all you're thinking about is the fact that you're in someone's skull.
2: Oof. A little music kind of creates a little ambiance. That think is that's pressure. Necessary. That's awful.
1: That's crazy that's pressure. Much.
2: Yeah. I would think maybe classical. I feel like if you have lyrics in there, kind of like when you're like okay, working. nerd. Or, I mean, non, <laughs> no words.
0: I would need um, Rihanna's uh, Rude Boy. Going the entire time, <laughs> just on
2: loop for nine hours. Surgeon, come on, room boy. <laughs>
1: you surgeon dropping it low. <laughs> Shit, like what's it? Take it, take it, like. Yeah. <laughs> love me, love me. <laughs> okay. Oh. So anyway, so she was looking at her own body, and she said her body looked like a train wreck, and she didn't want to go back into it. And she said her uncle pushed her and she says, while she's laughing at this interview, I guess, when I hit the body, the line of the song was, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never Yeah, leave. I was going
2: to say Hotel California is sort of like a wow, that's heavenly thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: Right. And uh, yeah, so that's her out-of-body experience, which is pretty wild. That's cool. Wild. That yeah. one I
0: believe the most so far.
1: I think that one's the coolest one so far. I think it's the
2: think coolest why, experience. It's the most cinematic. That's why oh, I but, think it's. I believe it. But when you say believe, <laughs> are, are you trying to say that whatever realm she went to is a real realm? Or are you saying that... Like, I believe that she had right. this experience. I guess
1: the, the two different things we're trying to decide between is that is this realm a real thing? Right. Or is it just some sort of weird... Imagination. Like, yeah, like something that happens like with your brain chemistry when your brain is in extreme stress. Do right. we
2: even fully understand dreaming yet? And that kind of shit? I don't think so. Yeah. Like you're, t- you're saying not like Freud, like interpreting shit. No, you're I'm saying, not, like I'm just saying like the actual
0: like neuroscience, how it works, why it happens and that kind of stuff. Like, do we fully understand that? Cause like yeah. maybe when your brain goddamn turns off.
1: Right. But that's what's But what's so- the difference. I don't know, but that, that's what's so weird is that there's no like synapses firing when she's in the surgery. but yeah, then so she's like the having remnants
2: this of a synapse. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You
1: see what I mean, though? It's like hard no, to no, no, explain. And then crazy. there's the,
0: because yeah, I think we know what was happening in the operating room, but she had no way of knowing. And it's not like mm-hmm. she, they would come out and they'd be like, did you hear Hotel California? And she's right. like, yes. Like so she brought it up, right? right? I agree.
2: That's weirder to that's me. That's Because the other thing I can, well, actually, they're both really weird. The fact that she would be dreaming at all is strange if her brain is totally shut off. Right. And the fact that she would be in any way aware of what's going on in the room would be crazy. Super weird. The fact that anything is happening when your brain is off. When you're dead. Yeah. Yeah, when you're dead.
1: When you're dead is very strange. Odd. Odd.
2: All right, next one. What's next?
1: Next one, Mary Neal. She's a doctor. Hello. Doctoress. You know we have to refer.
0: <laughs> Every single episode.
2: <laughs> Every All single right. episode. We, we, yeah. <laughs> we
0: reference doctors. That's a
2: bingo. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I like how you wrote it. Mary Neal colon MD. Like yeah. It's a yeah. procedural. Yeah. That's great.
1: Oh, yeah. All right, so Mary Neal, she was an orthopedic spine surgeon, and she was found lifeless after going over a waterfall on a kayak trip in Chile in 1999. Okay. She wow. was completely submerged under 10 feet of water, and her torso was plastered to the front deck of the boat. Plastered? I don't really get how that works, but I think she was, she was just caught underneath, like, in her boat, and she's, like, out, oh. out of her boat. Um, and throughout the experience, she had no oxygen, obviously. She's underwater, so... Strangely, Mary says that she felt no pain, no fear, no panic. And she said, it's more alive than I've ever felt, which is very strange. Uh, She claims that she experienced heaven. She said, I could feel my spirit peeling away from my body and my spirit was released up towards what she describes as the heavens, but you know, whatever. Um, And I was immediately greeted by a group of something, she says. I don't know what to call them. People, spirits, beings, something like that.
0: I'm sorry, but we know... It makes sense that okay, heaven was invented when we had no idea what was above us, but we now know exactly what's above us. When you keep going up, you make it to space. Right. There's there's stuff above the clouds. Right. So where's your soul going? You're going to Jupiter.
1: I think a different dimension is what people are arguing.
0: You're saying right. You're you're saying literal uh, up. Literally floating up. Wouldn't you mean more of a disappear situation or? I'm asking about the the mechanics of it all, Mary.
1: She says that she didn't recognize any of these beings uh-huh. um, but she knew that somehow they were really important in her life story like it was like a grandparent who died before she was born or like, or like something like that, yeah, like ancestors oh, so um, Mary believes that she was welcomed by them um, who took down a pathway who took her down a pathway thickly covered with hundreds of thousands of flowers again with the flowers so she says that there was an absolute <laughs> shift of ben time. Right <laughs> There was an absolute shift of time and dimension, and the pathway went to this great domed structure. So she believes that it was heaven, and she had this big, overwhelming sense of being home. So at the same time, she could look back at the river, and she could see where her body was still submerged. That was similar to
2: the previous one, right? Where you're out of body.
1: You're out of body. So she's like, I could see my body. between
0: heaven and going back to the world.
1: Yeah, I guess. So... Uh, Long story short, her kayak group spent 15 minutes looking for her until a a man felt her wrist hit hit his leg, and they dragged her out of the water and found her completely bloated and purple and just, like, completely unconscious. Dead. Yeah. Um, The rescuers tried to resuscitate her and pleaded for her to come back to life, and she claims she was told by the beings that it wasn't her time yet and she had more work to do on Earth, whatever the fuck that means. Oh, my God. Um she had been without oxygen she said for 30 minutes. Is that even possible?
0: No, I mean you'd be without oxygen hard. for 30 minutes, you'd have,
2: there's no. You have terrible brain way. damage at that point.
1: 10 yeah. minutes of brain damage after that. Right. So let's let's call Less, it 15 no? minutes. I'd like to
0: look into her has she done anything incredible since being back?
1: Um she's still a doctor?
0: Okay, but anything yeah. impressive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but she says um she's like basically the statistical likelihood of my, me surviving should have been zero. Yeah. Obviously. Permanent so,
0: brain damage begins after only four minutes.
1: without uh, Yeah, she said that morning. she's. she was like, also, I was supposed to have brain damage, but I didn't have really any brain damage. Oh, she says damage. that. She says that, which is really strange.
2: 30 minutes? That's It can't that's be 30 insane. minutes. That's wild.
1: It was in this documentary that I watched, and she said 30 minutes, and I was like...
2: Okay, Mary. But I don't you trust know? your concept of time when you're in that right. state. You had no right? concept of space. So yeah. She was in a different dimension.
1: True. So, anyway, she was flown to a hospital and she had like everything was broken. She had like a really long road to co- recovery, obviously. Um, but the creepiest thing, mm. so this like profoundly changed her, this experience. Right. And while she was dead, she said that one of the spirits told her that her son would die prematurely at age 19. And so she was like, I don't know what the fuck that's about. She kind of like held this, she didn't tell anybody. And mm. then his 19th birthday, came and went and she was like oh my god thank god and then he got hit by a car like a week later
0: and, and when he was 19
1: actually when he was 20 i have written in the notes 21 but it was 20
2: yeah that's weird
1: isn't that crazy
2: yep so like
0: right after it's so like right when he stopped being 19 a mm. week later into his 20th
2: year yeah he He got hit by a car pretty much yeah spirits sometimes miss the mark. Yeah, but by a tiny bit. I mean, that's very close. That's I mean, call. Yeah,
1: crazy. Sure. Um, that's insane. So she's like people in science, because she's in you know medicine, tend to think that you can't believe in anything supernatural. But she says, "I I believe that we don't know everything."
0: I think it would be it would be stupid of us or silly of us to think that we know everything. Yeah, because the people have always thought they knew everything, and they've been wrong.
2: And there are plenty of scientists today. And uh, doctors and stuff who are religious, I don't really right. see much of a difference. Yeah, between well, I that.
0: A, I think there's like so many. I think you'll, eventually, a per, uh, it's like they'll kind of meet in the middle. Yeah. Well, science and supernatural will eventually become one and the same. I believe. You know what I mean? Really? I don't know. <laughs> like what we consider super, we probably used to consider going to space supernatural. That's and that true. Happened, you know what I mean? So like it's like we're discovering more and more things. Creating life is supernatural. Well, I clone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Oh,
0: right. I mean, I agree with you
2: that things that are perceived now as supernatural can become uh, science, uh, but not everything that's supernatural. I think that there are certain supernatural things that are like a chupacabra. Yeah. That are made up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I pull up a
0: chupacabra. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay. Next. Um, this guy Jose Hernandez It's kind of a boring one Basically he saw He fell off a thing When he was an electric, uh, Electrical technician Had an accident His heart stopped And he saw a bunch Of colorful tunnels Now he's an artist Okay Good but back him. to tunnels Good for him Yada yada He paints the tunnels Which is cool
0: The only one about A blue collar worker And May goes Alright This guy <laughs> had, uh, He had about 4k in the bank Let's move on <laughs>
1: Bad relationship Let's with his dad. He said. He said on the other side, he like met his dad. I'm like boring. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Okay, so the last one I'll talk about, and then we'll get into some consistent patterns and things like that, is um, Stephanie Arnold.
0: Please don't read ahead, Ben. Uh, ben, please. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> so excited. <laughs> This okay. is a good topic. This, I'll is, say great. this, is, May this is great. Meg, you've done well today. I wow. think we've been on a roll lately. Great topic. Oh, this is good.
1: Alrighty. So Stephanie Arnold, she was pregnant with her second child, and she started having premonitions that she would die giving birth. Okay. Her intuition cool. was like at an all-time high, and she knew that this pregnancy was somehow different. Somehow she knew that she was going to need a hysterectomy. She felt that she was going to bleed out, that the baby was going to be fine, but that her organs were going to get all fucked up. And, um, you know, basically she had all these detailed visions of giving birth and dying. She's Mm -hmm. like, I'm definitely going to die. So she started telling everybody, um, including her husband, who is a PhD economist from the university of Chicago and former air force pilot. So like the guy who
0: wouldn't believe her. Right.
1: Exactly. He was like, (laughs) shut the hell up. And like, I actually watched this documentary with the two of them and she still gets emotional because she's like, you didn't believe me. And he was like, well, yeah, obviously I didn't believe you. It. Right, right, fucking... Right. That's nice that they stayed together. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um... She was just like telling everybody, voicing her fears, and uh, most people told her that the data didn't support what she was seeing and told her to relax. Obviously, that's what you do, right? Including the doctors, nurses, friends, strangers, and she even said, she was like, put things on Facebook about how she was like gonna die during pregnancy birth, and people were like, you are insane. You're by crazy. far
2: not the least insane person on Facebook yeah, still. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if that was on my feed, I would be like, yeah, be like, okay. oh, I, would like, She's I was taking a, like a break here emoji. Like,
1: yeah.
0: oh, sorry to hear that.
2: <laughs> She's taking
1: a break from QAnon. Yeah. <laughs> So her husband was in NYC like right when she was about to give when she's like ready to give birth which I think is kind of fucking rude when I'm like ready yeah. to pop don't Listen, go to that's NYC. strike two
0: husband. Can't
1: mm-hmm. believe all these husbands in every story are just cheating on their wives. Cheating on
0: their wives and not believe them when they're talking about their premonitions.
1: Right. So um, she starts going into labor. Wait, who said he was cheating? Me. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Husband>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, if you're if your a wife, cheating. it's, it's, it's like
2: a bad. I mean, even if he's not cheating, that's a dick move. That's
1: a dick move. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, uh, technically, he was emotionally cheating by not being with her.
1: Yeah, exactly. Apparently when my mom gave birth to my brother, so their first kid together, my dad was like out with his friends and he was like unbelievably drunk. And my, his friends were like, you might want to slow down. because like jeans about to like blow at any moment. Yeah. And then like he came home, like rested his head. It was like three o'clock in the morning after like a bender. And then my mom was like, we have to go to the hospital. He's like, you have to be kidding me. <laughs> and you drive? No, I bet my mom drove because Ooh, like herself. He was so oh, no. drunk.
0: Oh, my God. And I then, can't believe this is happening. Yeah, and
1: then my mom was like, <laughs> I feel like the nurses were like, we're really going to send this child home with this guy? <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm sure you got an earful of that. Mm. But, uh, okay, so he's flying back from New York. Um, She drives herself to the hospital because she was with like a nanny for the the other kid that they already had. And the nanny was like, great, let's get in the car. And she goes and takes like the driver's seat. And like this woman was so obsessed with the fact that she was going to die that day that she's like, I'm not getting in a a car accident. Like we are going to deliver this baby. So then she drove because she was like obsessed with this. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's in the hospital. She gives birth to their son, Jacob. Moments after he comes out, she dies. Ooh. Yeah, so she completely flatlines, and um, she claims that she could see everything that was going on around her body. She saw the anesthesiologist by her feet, all of them working on her as she was like floating above herself. So again, this concept of floating above yourself. Mm-hmm. She saw her daughter in a different part of the hospital. So like, like time and space are irrelevant. So she could see her daughter like playing. That really throws me
0: anytime. That- yeah. Which happens. Is, That's happened a lot. Most of these stories have something like that.
1: Yeah, which is so weird. And then she also could see her husband when he was getting off of the plane. Cheating. And she... Yeah, cheating. <laughs>
0: she could see her with, husband in New York fucking another woman.
1: <laughs> with lipstick on his collar. <laughs> <laughs> but she predicted what he was wearing accurately. Uh-oh. And she hadn't seen him that day because he was in New York. Um, and she also started seeing spirits. Um, so basically, like blah 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 let's see she spoke to one doctor before she went before birth or whatever about the vivid concerns and it was like the only doctor that actually listened to her and she flagged her file incorporating extra blood in a crash cart in the or and that's like the only reason she survived otherwise she would have died so like thank god for that doctor Mm. Um, so i
0: mean so what what did she have she did her she organs had get tied together. Amniotic like
1: fluid embolism, which is a rare and fatal condition. I think it's basically like I can't really I don't really understand what it is, but like your organs are like attached to something and then they tear and you bleed out, you bleed out. Oh, to it death.
2: actually is what she said. Her organs were gonna get attached, yep. right? Yep. That's fucking weird. Crazy. Coma for six days.
1: And then she was in a medically induced coma for six days, and the doctor said um when they got out, she like told that doctor, that one doctor that believed her, um, she was like the things that she was describing in the operating room, like she was also describing things like something a doctor said to another doctor. Um, I don't have it written down, but it was something specific. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, There's no way to know those things that you saw in the operating room because you were literally dead.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, even if you were asleep.
1: <laughs> right. So, anyway.
0: Why did she know that, though, ahead of time?
1: I don't know. I think it's just like intuition, like, Wild. She just mm. knew that. I always used to think that I was going to die at 35.
0: Oh, no. I oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <we're> click, <laughs> clock, clock's ticking.
1: I think that it's because I just couldn't see my life past 35.
2: You can't see yourself oh. that old. I can't yet. see myself
1: that old. But now that I locked down Mark, maybe I can.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I used to never be able to picture myself growing at all or getting yeah. older. But that was depression. And right, now right, I'm right. Uh, I could see 29.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i can see 36.
2: Wow, look at you, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> and I believe Jesus. <laughs> 33. No, 33. 33, 33. Oh, okay. Jesus. Marilyn Monroe. I think I'm right, though. Right? 36. Leave the Jesus off the goys, Ben.
1: Was she that old?
2: Marilyn Monroe. She wasn't in her 20s. Here, I'll look it up. But you continue
1: okay um, so consistent patterns that we've seen sense of time and space is just distorted like a warm loving beam of light um, high frequency teachers so there's always like these beings that know more than we do mm-hmm. um, changes in feeling and thinking like everybody who comes out of this
2: how old was she uh, she was
0: 36
1: okay um, well that was
0: nice of you not being smug and saying it right away <laughs> very cha- nice change of pace uh, go ahead
1: Make it to 30 <laughs> <laughs> so everybody that's this, ha- this has happened to has had like a profound change in life. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, I was looking into this like organization that's in Portland because of course it is. And it's <laughs> like an, it's like a near death experience people support, support group, group. Uh-huh. because it's kind of difficult for them to just go back to living regular everyday lives. They're like, why would I work? Like life is meaningless. I have to explore blah, blah, blah. So like they have a hard time like readjusting to the, malaise of life. Yeah,
0: because we know that there's something else waiting. Or they That's believe
1: there's something none else of them waiting committed
2: anyway. suicide. I would say right. the, the good things. That's a good question. Correct. And I would also Right, so there's a big distinction between that one person who pictured a hell and the yeah. other ones who pictured something oh, nice. Oh, there was only one yeah. hell.
1: Only one hell that I came across. Well, the of there were other ones. Sure some of
2: them, like so. the colorful tunnels might have just been
0: a wayward. Like of of them were like heaven. a and of a were like heaven. a hell and a couple just non-descript. S- you were at the way station kind of thing. Right. It's right. interesting.
2: You say suicide. I thought the opposite. I think these are the happiest people in the world. Oh, because yeah. they, better people after that. They have I mean, imagine knowing there's an afterlife and not having nice. to worry about that.
0: That that that's really nice. That's very sweet. I think you'd be a much better person. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, not you. I'm saying
2: these people <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm saying like the, the YouTube you, list. You, yeah, the the YouTube YouTube. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um so would pos- you be an ni- I'm sorry oh, go ahead. would you
2: be a nicer person or would you be a meaner person if you know that there's an afterlife then I feel like you could also go the other way I'm and be so- like well if I kill someone I kill someone there's an afterlife they'll be fine
0: Okay Ben well I don't think like that ever so <laughs> <laughs> Tough to say, but no, I'm saying if like a spirit or like some unknown ancestor told me I had more to do on earth, oh, right. I'm going to try to do something cool when I go back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes.
2: Yes. I will like, say a
1: lot of these people, the way that they talk, it just sounds like they had like a crazy DMT trip, you know, like yeah. people that do DMT, they come back, they're like, you don't even get it. You yeah. don't get it. You could never. Well, there you is, I definitely wouldn't be
0: able to if I had a job that I hated, but I love what I do. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. But uh, if I like, what do well, you? Could do? you go back to? <laughs> I don't do. I don't do anything. I uh, <laughs> I edit this podcast. Uh, but if I worked at, like a cubicle or something, I, how could you go back to that?
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's st- stupid. Or like a squabble. Or like how could you go back to being poor? Like you just decide to be rich when you get back.
2: Oh,
1: definitely. Yeah. That's-
2: yeah. You would live. <laughs> I think it would be weird if you had an experience like this and didn't come back. You know, like, and do, guess and so I'm going to go back totally, to my accountant yeah, job. Yeah, if you just went back to whatever it is you do. Like that doctor, it seems like, I mean, I guess doctor is a pretty uh, generous yeah, that's job. Important. important. But that person job. who became a painter, like that makes sense to me. Right. Yeah, went from an yeah. electrician to a cool painter. Exactly. I'd yeah. love to look at some of his art. I'd love to look him up. At this. It's cool. You said he painted it, the inside it? of tunnels?
1: Yeah, well, not exactly. He paints like the colors f- that he saw when he was near death like the colors and the paint and i don't but know, you, you know didn't like, you
2: say you painted tunnels or did he i saw
1: he saw colored tunnels and, and then he, he paints, paints... like colored. he does do some tunnels other things are like
2: oh i was picturing the guy who just like in the holland tunnel writes new york new jersey
1: <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i mean like he has He's a canvas a and he'll paint <laughs> like a painting yeah he changed more
2: departments. departments more labels yeah
1: <laughs> jose hernandez if you guys want to buy him of his art um so i have a few different like you know explanations, but basically the they're all very like analytical. <laughs> I and
2: accidentally touched your leg. But Go ahead, get in there. No, no, no. <laughs> and, no you know
1: no. we're not doctors and doctresses here. So essentially, it is <laughs> is it a response to trauma stress on the brain that your brain chemicals are going fucking crazy, or is there this third dimension that people are talking about? Those are really the options. Okay. Wouldn't
0: it be a fourth dimension? There yeah. are all currently third. Dimension.
1: Okay, three dimensions, right? Space.
0: Yeah, three. We live Fourth in a three-dimensional dimension. three Yeah, yeah.
1: Fourth dimension. Yeah.
0: It's, now it's May's turn to get her head. We're <laughs> out of our own
2: <laughs> May may see the world differently than you do. <laughs> she she just, might just see straight <laughs> lines and planes. in <laughs> Two <Three> dimensions. <laughs> yeah.
1: That'd be fun. You that see would the, be yeah, fun. <laughs> for like an hour. Yeah. On no, that's, shrooms. Otherwise, and then it's cool. just like
0: new no, and you. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. Those are the there's only two ways that it could go.
1: Pretty much. I mean, there's a bunch of like reasons. Like I could get into the reasons why some scientists think that. Or well, I
0: could just tell you what her name is. That's one of Mike's bits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're just like, I don't know. They're just too much. Like, too much. Oh, yeah, too much to so, get into. So, I mean, then,
0: uh, then Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. there would be a super scientific answer then. Because if all the people are having, having very similar mm-hmm. reactions. Or maybe it triggers what you think happens after you die. Right. So like there's a chemical that like you're like maybe if like you're about to die and you're thinking about dying and then you're kind of trapped on that one thought and your chemicals are just going insane and like your imagination kind of runs wild with what you were kind of picturing would happen next.
1: Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. It's just so weird to think that some of these people were like flatlined and their consciousness is continuing on.
0: I'd love to talk to some of the people that have flatlined and came back and said, no, there was nothing.
1: I would like to talk to those people, too.
0: Because uh, that that must be a thing too, right?
1: It's got to be a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Did they not die hard
1: enough? I don't think they died hard enough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that, well, okay, you're going to be annoyed by what I'm about to say, that but I'll sound. say it anyway. Um, do you think that the similarities in some of these visions has to do just with the fact that we all see similar movies and read similar mm. books, and notions. yeah, maybe. all yeah. that kind of stuff. But this—that whole image of being outside your body and like elevating, like That's I can't th- name a specific movie, but I feel like I've seen I'll, that a bunch. of yeah, I'll tell you right now. That there's a scene in Doctor Strange that literally is
0: exactly this. Like right, where right. they're like they're just kind of floating around. There's actually they have a fight scene uh, <laughs> with the, the spirits are fighting in the astral bullshit, mm. but. That woman, like she was describing that being, and that's like I've seen a couple of scenes. Right, like that, but know? which
1: came first? The, the chicken. Yeah, the or. NDEs Doctor <laughs> or, or Doctor Hollywood. Came. <laughs> Well, Doctor
0: Strange was released in the early 1700s. <laughs> yes, before that Italian <laughs> <Yeah>. before man. <laughs> that. uh, no, that's a good point. But like Hemingway, he had he would have had no way of knowing, right? Right,
2: but was Freaking he, he describing? No he
1: wasn't really describing that. He, well, yeah, he said like his soul left his body. His soul left his body.
2: Soul left it. But yeah, but have I feel like poetic. the idea of a soul leaving your body is that that's is been a been myth forever. as old as time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean it, <laughs> it makes sense that like there have been stories about narrative experiences as long as there's been religion and people questioning what happens when you die. Sure. Yeah. But could you I, I don't I don't believe it's a lie. I can't imagine someone coming back and just kinda being telling us fucking story for a I think attention. that they
1: believe that for sure. For sure then. Yeah.
2: Well, I yeah. mean it is I'm trying to think of like a scientific, I guess the scientific explanation that the non-supernatural one would be that these dreams that, that, first of all, that they're dreams. Yeah. And second of all, that they didn't occur when they were literally flatlining. When their brain was like right 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 before, right after. Everything started firing back at once. And that kind of was like this very intense Maybe that 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 would be the I think lame explanation, yeah. right? Like, yeah,
1: the Mary Neal girl who was uh, <clears throat> she was like crushed in that waterfall thing, and she said that she was like I was like I feel like, and her whole body like she had, like every bone was broken basically she was fucked up, yeah, and she's like underwater drowning, and she said that she felt really good. I feel like that's just her body's response to. The trauma. trauma and pain, mm-hmm. you know, there's like some receptor that's like you can't, off. you literally can't feel well, this like, right now because like, you're, it's intense.
2: Well, that's definitely true. Rape right victims
1: someone, yeah.
0: don't yeah. have memories sometimes of what happens. Like, like really? that, that happens. Like when people extre- experience extreme trauma, sometimes your brain just turns it off. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough. Like that's why like sometimes they do like some people block out like parts of their childhood based on yeah, trauma yeah. and stuff. And like you go to therapy and they kind of like bring it out of you and like that right. trigger memories. And
2: stuff. But also I think Oof. that that pain sensor thing is very real. Like if you get so incredibly messed up, you actually don't feel pain. Because mm-hmm. your, um, your brain doesn't know what to do with all that information. That or maybe like the pain sensors are also fucked up or yeah, something like yeah, yeah. that. You pain sensors? I, maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, but here's the
0: thing though, is she like could see herself right in the water and stuff. She could and, see herself, well, yeah. She, 30 minutes without oxygen. That's supernatural whichever way you cut it. If that's, I mean, that's real, yeah. if that's they, real I'm They sp- said yes. they pulled
1: her they pulled her body out bloated and purple. Yeah, but that was after 15 minutes
0: of searching for her. So uh, that means she was underwater for 15 minutes at least. That's what she says. No, but still 15 minutes is too much time.
1: That's a long I mean long if
0: other
2: people time. other I I again I don't really trust her sense of time in that moment because she's dead. Yeah. But if other people are like yeah no, it was 30 she, minutes she wasn't dead she was watching from her spirit. <laughs> well, but that's Just the whole thing, right? That they're that they're.
0: NDEs? I'm underwater 15 seconds. I'm panicking.
1: Of course. Oh, how does David Blaine do it? Serious question. Well, he's a witch.
2: <laughs> I don't know. A lot of those tricks are crazy. Yeah. I don't that get is. Him. Tough. I mean, he just he just trained his body. Like the four minutes underwater bullshit.
1: I don't understand <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> that Harrison Ford one. Oh, where he uh, uh, Mike I think had a. Keep referencing Mike's bitch, yeah. Jesus Christ! But uh, it, it's—he basically finds is able to put a card inside of an orange or some sort of fruit, and oh, Harrison yeah. Ford's reaction is just so—he just goes, "Get the fuck out of my face!" It's so funny.
1: I don't understand. I really don't get no, it.
2: No, that's—I mean, that's just—he's doing magic. It's crazy. And then the bathtub one with Woody Allen. I guess he can oh. uh,
0: Was he diddling somebody?
2: <laughs> no, he's not. That's the was illusion. Absolutely. <laughs> Woody
0: Allen's near a bathtub and he's not touching a kid. <laughs> so let's cut that Woody up. Woody Allen. <laughs> I was about to do an
2: imitation. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's fair to say that we were had. What's your... What I do think, you guys listen, think? I think
0: humanity was had by this. I, I actually... You hear so much about this and it's so common around the world. There's got to be something to it. I think yeah. it, I I agree. I think I I agree with the woman that like the doctor
2: who was like we don't fucking know everything.
1: Same, yeah. So
2: and I think it speaks to what you're saying about not knowing everything about dreams and stuff like that. I feel like neuroscience is just of all the like biological sciences, there's just so much shit going on. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. think of all brain diseases like Alzheimer's and yeah. Parkinson's. Like I think there's a reason why a lot of those are like the last ones to be cured because there's just so many neurons. I mean, the neurons ne- it's a and- needle in a haystack. Yeah. It's a it's a crazy, crazy thing. This little
0: thing we call a brain.
1: Oh, wild.
0: Mm-hmm. For yeah. reference, please watch the film Lucy starring Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> also, uh- <laughs> Flatliners. And there are two, two versions. Was the yeah. original? I'm I'm assuming the original was better, because Flatliners was famously terrible.
2: The first one is like a cult following okay. movie, which I think I saw a long time ago. But the plot of Flatliners are people that do this that flatline oh, themselves because okay. it's like a drug. Experience? As a, I think, it's like a rush. Yeah.
1: Oh God. Oh, God.
2: Could you, there's got to be give him some DMT.
1: Anything this episode else. again
0: sponsored by DMT. <laughs> Joe Rogan.
1: <laughs> Joe Rogan and DMT, great. <laughs> All right. All right. We were had. Bye. Goodbye.